When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Joseph Bukowski. And I'm Reverend A.R. Bernard. Reverend, we have two members of the clergy who are joining us. Probably they'll be taking over for us. In the near future, we'll be, we'll be listening to them rather than listening to us. What does that mean? What does that say about us? Are we, you know what it says. <laughs> you don't want to say it. You, don't, you know what it, what it says. Aging out I'm here? talking about Rabbi Eli Weinstock, who's the rabbi of the Jewish Center of Atlantic Beach and the president of the New York Board of Rabbis. And, and of course, my son, uh, Jamal Bernard, Reverend Jamal Bernard, yeah. and who is now the lead pastor of Christian Cultural Center. I used to be that one time. Now I'm the founder. Now he, took the, he took the lead. <laughs> exactly. He took the lead. So I, I founded it. Now he's yeah, taking right. the lead, which is great. Well, great to have. I'm sure there are. There'll be some things we'll discuss that you two will share, but let's begin with Hanukkah. Uh, Rabbi, firstly, give us a brief uh, reference of what Hanukkah is and what it is this year. Sure. So Hanukkah, uh, the, the festival of lights, those who don't have the CH pronounced it Hanukkah, that's okay too, uh, is a uh, holiday uh, on the Jewish calendar that emerged uh, really about 2,300 years ago. It was in response to the uh, attacks of the Assyrian Greek uh, Empire on uh, assault on the Jewish community, and it was re- it really was a, it was a spiritual assault. There was a desire of that community to limit the practice of Judaism, uh, limit circumcision, li- limit Shabbat, limit Jewish religious practice, and it was a very complicated time. And at some point, uh, some of the community said enough. And there was a family in particular, uh, known as the Maccabee family, the Hasmonean family, uh, that said enough. And they, the rallying cry was, uh, whoever is for the Lord, gather around us. And they uh, resisted this uh, tyranny. They resisted uh, this, uh, th- this oppression. And they fought back. And uh, it was a difficult war. Uh, as we say in the Jewish liturgy, it was uh, the many against the few. Uh, but the few uh, were victorious, and that in and of itself is a tremendous uh, milestone, the fact that such a military victory could take place against such a powerful empire. And uh, to uh, restore Jewish practice uh, in the temple in Jerusalem, they rededicated the temple, which had been, uh, which had been uh, sacked uh, by, the, by the enemy, and they figured that the best way to show that uh, Judaism is back would be to light the menorah, light the candelabrum in the temple, but they couldn't find the oil. They couldn't find the right oil that was the ritual oil that was used to light that menorah. And they only found a small amount that was enough to burn for one day. And the oil lasted for eight days. And hence, we have the eight day celebration of Hanukkah, uh, which is uh, commemorating the military victory over oppression and the spiritual victory over spiritual oppression. Uh, And the main symbol is the light, the light which which shone forth from the temple. Before you go further, Rabbi. Uh, Reverend, it's interesting what Rabbi Weinstock said. So the Syrian Greeks didn't want to destroy the the Jews. You could live, but you can't live as Jews. Right. Destroy right. the religion, 
And you can live as other human beings, but you can't have your Judaism. Right. It was an attack on the practice right. uh, of Judaism right. and, right. of course, Antiochus Epiphanes. Right. And yep. um, just a shutting down of everything, including the, the sacrifices and the, the what, what Daniel calls the desolation, of, the abomination of desolation, which was the sacrificing of a pig on the steps of the yeah. altar. So yeah. talk about what Hanukkah is 2023 in light of what happened October 7th. So Hanukkah has always been about light. Uh, in the darkness, it's always been about the power of the flame, the power of uh, to, to shine forth and cut through the darkness. And I think uh, for the Jewish community uh, and really for the world after the darkness of October 7th and the terrorism uh, and the horrific acts that we have seen, uh, it is uh, even more meaningful because times seem darker. Uh, the world seems to be a darker place for the Jewish community. Uh, there are rising, uh, anti, uh, rising anti-Semitism, hatred. It's a dark time, it seems, uh, for humanity. Look, it's the winter time. The days are shorter. The headlines are darker. Uh, what's happening to the Jewish community feels darker. So to be able to light those, uh, light those candles uh, and, and hope that the light will remain uh, despite whatever dark forces uh, surround us is especially powerful. Uh, there's just, uh, you know, hearing about how uh, you know the soldiers in Israel uh, are so receptive to receiving gifts of, of Hanukkah candles this year, and uh, not sure how you're going to light them in the field, but you know the, just the idea of being able to hold on to, to grasp to share in this idea of contributing the light has such power and such emotion this year. I, I'd like to just uh, turn to uh, Pastor Jamal and have you speak to the whole idea of light and darkness in our faith tradition. And uh, the metaphor that it represents uh, for us, especially in this season uh, of Christmas, where we celebrate what we believe to be the coming of Messiah. Um, we call him affectionately PJ Rabbi, by the way, <laughs> affectionately. Mm. So, Pastor Jamal, just talk about the uh, symbolism of light and darkness in our faith tradition. Well, thank you, Rabbi and uh, Dr. Bernard, for allowing me to be a part of this show. And I'm excited, uh, especially hearing what our rabbi just spoke about pertaining to the light, light and the darkness. And one of my favorite uh, texts is Matthew uh, chapter 13, uh, uh, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. And he talks about the light and the darkness. He said, why are we here? And talking to the Jewish community uh, and expounding on the reason for light being here on this earth. And he said, you know, there's a significance. He said, why, why would I light you? light a candle and then hide it. And the reality is that darkness is only the absence of light. Darkness is not, uh, uh, cannot be measured. Uh, only light can be measured. So there's a significance about the light and the necessity for light. And one of the things I love, which I quote, and I happen to get it from a cartoon that I used to watch when I was younger, and he, um, the individual who was speaking, mm-hmm. it was a battle within his nephew, and he's trying to appeal to him, say, okay, look, you have to choose right. I know your father has raised you to, you know, to have this mindset of domination. And, and, and when you look at saying no, if we're going to be a right king posture, it's about having dominion, really seeking to better uh, the community to better themselves, improve human dignity, uh, human, human prospering. And he said, you have to understand that darkness must always yield to light. And I said, wow, that, that's powerful. That's a powerful statement, you know. And so when I look at light, I look at light, and uh, especially in the time of Christmas. Right now, they say, historically, Christmas season is the happiest time of the year. 
they they have songs about how good the year the Christmas season is, and when we look at that, we understand that it is uh, a recognition of this this light that has uh, shined bright. Uh, they said, uh, you know, and and one of the other texts talks about how the star shines so bright that the uh, farmers and the shepherds were able to see it, and so there was a significance about the coming of, of this this promise and how it was birthed out of this idea of light entering into this world. So it, it is it is a magnificent thing to look at the effects that light has on a human being that uh, even to the point where they um, look at in certain countries, the longer there is no light, the more depressed people are. Mm-hmm. And the, so there's a, they, they understand that there's a significance of being around light and, and the, what it, it, the effects it has on the body, on the mental uh, condition, as well as the spiritual condition of individuals. So that whole idea of light uh, is very powerful. That's interesting. Intellectually and emotionally, we are attuned to light. Yeah. But the, yes. the trouble is, yeah. I find today the, the movie doesn't resemble the book. So we can talk, <laughs> right? We can talk about the beauty of light and the importance of light. How light has to triumph, and yet we look in so many places here in our own country, and the darkness, uh, in the hatred that we see. Uh, we thought, you know, some time ago, certainly Jews thought perhaps after the Holocaust we wouldn't have to confront anti-Semitism, and now we're seeing it at record levels. Um, I, you know, so we're still talking about light, but we're still seeing hate and darkness. Uh, that is something that is so uh, discomforting uh, that I, I don't know what more we do. We can, you know, we can light all the lights, but we get, you know, I was telling someone the other day when you see the hatred, the the clan would cover their faces, right? They don't want to be known. Mm-hmm. Today, people are running, kill the Jews. Yeah, it's blatant. It's blatant. It's yeah. it's open. Yeah. There, you know, they show their identities. It's a different level of hatred. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.